The Mommy Wines Podcast is a Mommy Wines Network and Emma Don production. Brought to you by Coffee Over Cardio, NakedWines.com, and Zaya Active. So hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mommy Wines podcast. So as many of you already know, you are going to be mostly hearing on the host side of things, my voice from now on, as the Mommy Wines is now so low if you watch the previous or if you listen to the previous episode. But today I am joined by Utah-based electro art pop singer, Bunny Mom, and activist for our rescue. Uh, everybody say hi to Crystal. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your Instagram bio, electro art pop singer. So what is that, like house music? So when I, when I say art pop and people hear art pop, I usually will say, you know, it's, it's similar to like Lord, Charlie XCX, Ellie Goulding. And oh, sometimes okay. people group them into electro pop. But I think when you hear electro pop, you start to think kind of more like techno or dubstep. And, and I do love, love those things, but I don't, you don't hear it a lot in my music right now. So it's a little bit electronic. Um, it is very artsy. Uh, but it is still pop, and so it's it's not a very vague genre. It's definitely not something that I would be like, oh, it's so crazy different. You've probably never heard it, or you've definitely <laughs> heard it, um, but people don't usually hear it labeled that way, and, and I, I like the description. I feel like it matches what I'm doing, so yeah. Thank yeah, you I've listened to a couple things, and they sounded great. Oh, good. That makes me happy. <laughs> I was very into it. I saw that you have a link in your um, Instagram profile to a YouTube video and I watched it at work and everybody in my office thought it was very good. Oh, that, that <laughs> makes me happy. I got played in an office. How exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah. actually I'm super proud of that music video because I made the, I made the lyric video myself. Oh, really? So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it took me forever to get like video editing down. I was awful. Like my first video that I ever edited is so trash it's it's disgusting aren't they all though like the first thing anything you make and you look at it like a year later you're just like that's not me i don't know her um ah, i didn't do that that totally no <laughs> so. yeah no it was it was trash so <laughs> so bunny mom i did see that and i saw some pictures on your instagram of the cutest fluffy giant bunny rabbit <laughs> He is so cute. I love him. His name is Scratch or Scratchy, whatever he gets called. And really, he just got that name because when we got him, he was only two weeks old. And so he had these tiny, sharp little claws. And he wasn't trying to scratch anyone, but they were just so sharp. And so we kept calling him Scratch as a nickname while we figured out what his real name would be. We just <laughs> did it so long that it stuck and then nothing else felt right. So he just he just stayed that way. But he's honestly so gentle and he is he is the cuddliest little man. I love him. Aw, he's so cute. So one of the things that I really wanted to touch on and see if you could maybe spread some light on the topic is in your Instagram profile, it says you're fighting human trafficking 
with our rescue. What what is our rescue? Is that like a local? What would you call it? Like a local organization, or is is it like national? So oper- so our rescue OUR stands for Operation Underground Railroad, and that's an organization that was founded by Tim Ballard and some other Utah-based. Um, individuals and I have been with Operation Underground Railroad for about a year now. Um, both my sister and I work with them and we've actually been involved with the fight against human trafficking or tried to be involved since we were kids. I mean this is something we actually grew up in a really bad neighborhood. We were exposed to definitely some of the darker sides of life as as kids and we just saw what was going on around us and we're like they can't stay this way. Things can't be this way. We have to do something about this. And so um, we were always looking for an organization that felt good and, and that we felt we could really be of use in. And so when we, we grew up in Texas, we moved to Utah a few years ago and we found Operation Underground Railroad when we got here and have been working with them ever since. And so Operation Underground Railroad goes, it, it's not just in the United States. They'll go to other countries and, and other places as well. Anywhere that we feel we are capable of helping um, and we have the resources and the means, we'll go there and, and we'll do what we can to to help rescue people that are currently being victimized by human trafficking. Wow, that is so great. Have you ever seen the movie? I think it's, what is his name? Like Was Liam Neeson? Yes. Taken. Mm-hmm. And the first time I ever watched that movie, I've watched it a hundred times because that the guy like the dad in the movie mm-hmm. i think is like one of the greatest actors ever and his, <laughs> him and morgan freeman i think have like the most soothing voices yeah. i could probably just listen to them like all day long but mm-hmm. <laughs> like they should do audiobooks <laughs> <laughs> but um the first time i ever watched that i was like is this like even a thing like i know it's a movie but like I thought I read somewhere or something that it was based off of a true story. And I started researching it and a few documentaries came up and I was like, wow, this is really like a thing. Like this is something mm-hmm. that people are doing. And I was so taken back and just like shocked and appalled and like touched by the whole thing. I was just like amazed that that's how some people are living their life. Yeah, and you know, when Taken came out, my sister and I got really, really excited. And we weren't excited, you know, like, oh, yay, it's it's our thing that we do, human trafficking, it wasn't like that. It was just like, <laughs> we got excited because it showed, I mean, you know, obviously it's Hollywood, a lot of it's dramatized, but a lot of right. it is not. A lot of it really does happen that way. You know, like the process, you see the father going through trying to find his daughter in the different brothels and the different places. And he goes, those are real. Those, those types of things are very, very real. And, um, uh, you know, the, it's it, and it was amazing to me, like I said, having grown up in some neighborhoods that were pretty bad and, and learning at a young age, kind of the, some of the darker realities. Like it was amazing to me how many people didn't know what was going on. How many people didn't know that that was real? And they didn't realize that human trafficking was a thing. And I was like, we have to do something about this. We can't just sit here and not tell people what's going on. Because yeah. right now there's there's over 30 million, there's an estimated over 30 million people currently being victimized by that right now. Um, people that are in the system, if you will, of human trafficking. And that is, it's a lot of people. It's a yeah, huge that's market. an insane amount of people. Mm-hmm. That's like, 
I can't even imagine that many people. But, but that's like the amount uh, bigger than some countries. Yeah, it's huge. Like, that's insane. It's just, it's so many and way too many. You know, it's, it's just. Oh my gosh, yeah. Have you tried coffee over cardio yet? If not, I don't think we can be friends. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, if you haven't tried it, I don't know what you're waiting for. I have been seeing reviews blowing up all over my social media feed. Roasted to order, for females, by females, 100% Arabica coffee. Win, win, win. Not only will you find the most adorable packages of coffee when you click the link below, but they have tumblers ideal for girls on the go, espresso fit member only exclusive workouts that you can do from anywhere, and a cozy clothing line ideal for a basic bee like me. With fresh roasted flavors like messy bun and birthday cake, this is a coffee lover's dream come true. Go ahead and click the link to check out Coffee Over Cardio today. And don't forget to use coupon code 10 Don. So what kind of things um, are you doing here in Utah? Like how I do have some listeners. My podcast isn't totally geared towards Utah's demographic, but I do have a, a body of listeners here uh, that are local. What kind of things are you guys doing here or how, like, how can people get involved? Is it something people can get involved with? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and I totally get you. Most of my listeners aren't from Utah either. So, (laughs) um, um, you know, it was so frustrating for my sister and I growing up seeing how little we felt like we could do. You know, we would sit together at the computer and we would Google it, how to fight human trafficking. And there was so little information. You know, you can't just wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm gonna go rescue a kid today. Like, you know, it's it's not that easy. And right. honestly, there's not a lot of public information on what to do about it. Well, there's a lot more now, but but there's not as much as you would think because frankly, if people did wake up in the morning and try and just go rescue a kid, it'd be very dangerous for them. And, you know, everyone involved. And so um, it was almost this like closed market of of helpers, if you will, and and trying to find our end of that was difficult. Operation Underground Railroad is an amazing organization because they bridge the gap between um, the everyday, you know, person who's curious about how to help and the people that are actually going out and doing those things. And and it gives everyone an opportunity to help. So personally, um, what I do within Operation Underground Railroad, um, actually do several things. I've worn a lot of hats since I've been with the organization. I have modeled for them um, a few times. My sister is one of their photographers, and so she takes the product photos, and then we edit them and help put those up on the website. And so uh, anytime a product sells and money gets donated from that product to the cause, we are kind of there helping with those things. So we help raise money through being on their graphics and photo and editing teams and then um, visual stuff. So like I said, I've modeled for them and I'll probably model for them more in the future. So that's one thing that we do. Um, Activism is a big thing, you know, for as a singer and someone who's been in the music industry for a long time and does this, like this is what I do for a living. Uh, I can share that with my followers and my fans and the people that come to listen to my music and I can say, hey, um, I don't know if you knew this, but if you buy this t-shirt that has my face on it, 25% of that sale goes to Operation Underground Railroad. And for me, 25% of everything that I make 
goes to Operation Underground Rail Railroad. Um, that's just something that as a singer I've pledged. And so activism, public speaking, fundraising, concerts, modeling, uh, edit and design, all of those things are things that, that, that I've done within the organization and I'm sure that I'll continue to do whatever it is that they need me to do. Oh, that's great. As far as your question about um, how people can get involved, yeah, it's actually really simple. And I love that OUR has made this so simple for people. Um, but you can go to their website. You can just go to ourrescue.com, OURrescue.com, and you can sign up to be a monthly donor. And they don't have, um, you know, it doesn't have to be like $500 a month. You can literally sign up and just give 25 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever it is that you want to do every single month. And that money goes directly towards helping rescue a child. And the cost to save a child is about $10,000 to go out with the team, rescue them, and start to rehabilitate them so that they can go back to having a much better life than they had um, while they were being trafficked. It's about, yeah, it's about 10 grand per person. And so every oh little thing gosh. you do is so incredibly helpful. Because on the one hand, it's a lot of money, but when you think about a lot of people giving 25 bucks a month, it's it's feasible. It's something that we can do. That's definitely, that's one way you can join um, one of the teams. There's teams all over Utah and all over the world, actually, uh, for OUR, and you can join a volunteer team and you can help with awareness and campaigns and things like that. And you can actually help um, with merchandising and it's just, there's all kinds of stuff that, that people can do to help with this cause. That's awesome. You touched a little bit about um, like rehabilitation and mm -hmm. rescuing. Do you know anything about that process? Like what really goes into that? Like, is it similar to the movie or like <laughs> what, <laughs> what happens? Like I could only imagine the trauma. It would have to take like serious like therapy and stuff to be fully you know, probably functioning after something like that. But mm -hmm. do you know anything about like the process of what goes into a rescue? Yeah, so we have our aftercare centers and um, it's really, oh, it's when, when I guess at the beginning of this organization, I think at the beginning of lots of organizations that fight human trafficking, so much emphasis gets put on the actual rescue, you know, like getting, arresting the, the traffickers and getting the victims out that not a lot of um, time and energy went into what, what do you do with those people afterwards? You know, do they even have a home to go back to? Where were their parents? Did they even have parents? You know, like there, there have definitely been situations where kids have been rescued and they don't have families to go back to. That's how they ended up getting trafficked in the first place is that they were orphaned or they were lost or, or there was something going on. Or in a lot of cases, the parents are the ones trafficking their children. Oh my and gosh. So, mm -hmm. And so you don't want to send those kids back to parents that were trafficking them because then the cycle just starts right on over and they end up right where they started before we rescued them. And so we start we started right. up our aftercare centers and the aftercare centers that we have, yeah, therapy is definitely part of that, a safe physical location for them to be while they're going through therapy and while they're learning life skills. I mean, some, some of these kids that we rescue have been trafficked for years. And they don't know how to do a lot of the basic things like read and write or go get a job. They don't have anywhere to live. They don't know how to find somewhere to live. And so there's a lot of skill training, life skill training that happens in the aftercare centers. And then a lot of people that are just there to help and support and, and help them as they learn what's normal and what's not normal. And as they kind of get their footing 
on life. We're just, we're there for them and then we help fund a lot of the things that they need while they're going through that rehabilitation process. Who wouldn't love to have delicious, crafted indie wines delivered directly to their door? No joke. I would love that. Sounds like heaven. But just because I can't, thanks Utah, doesn't mean that I'm going to keep this deal from you. Head on over to NakedWines.com and use code MOMMYWINES50 to get your first six bottles for only $34.99. Go, do it. And then rub it in my face on Instagram. (laughs) Tag me and Naked Wines and share the bottles that you got in your delivery on Instagram. Mommy Wines, 50, $34.99. Do it. I couldn't even imagine. Like, that's just so, I don't even know. I'm at like a loss for words because I'm trying to imagine what it would be like to not know anything else. And it personally for me, like if I was in that situation and I didn't know anything else and I was, you know, rescued and in an aftercare center, I think it would almost be more overwhelming to realize that there's this whole world out there of things that like you have to learn and you have to do and has to be a shock for them as well. Like obviously getting out of the trauma, that has to be an ongoing like you said, aftercare program. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't even imagine. Like that would be so insane. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely is. And and oftentimes the there's a lot of girls that get rescued who, you know, tried to leave the country that they were in to go to another country, thinking that they were getting a job offer or, you know, they were get they were going to a better life, and then they find out that they're not. And then they get rescued and they don't even know what life is, you know, and so it's just like, what's going on? And, and you know, um, it's, it is, it's one form of heaviness to another. And if you're not there to catch them on the other side after they're rescued and to kind of help them through it, a lot of them, they just, they don't know what to do, you know. So aftercare is a huge, huge part of Operation Underground Railroad. And that's part of what I've loved about being with this organization is knowing that once the rescue happens, they're taken care of after that. You know, we, we do what we can to help them on the road to a better life and not just a better week or a better month. So I think that was one of the big selling points for me in becoming an actual advocate for the organization um, versus just casually, you know, donating money every month and, and making this such a huge part of my life was knowing that, that we had the entire process in place, um, that my fans would actually have an opportunity to help alongside with me. You know, this wasn't, this isn't a closed effort. This is an open effort that everyone can be part of. And so that's what I love about this particular organization versus maybe some of the ones in the past that I had looked into, looked into working with and I'm happy where I am, you know? Yeah. Well, that's great. So luckily you do have a platform with your music to kind of spread the awareness, but let's rewind and and how did you get into music in the first place? Because <laughs> we listened to your song, like I said, at my office, mm-hmm. and, and it, your, your voice is very unique and it's gorgeous, but how did you, how did you kind of get into it? How did you know music was your thing? So, wow. Um, so long ago, I was so little. Um, really? I, yeah, so like I actually wanted talent. to perform. I wanted to perform my whole life, but as a kid, 
you know, it was, I was one of those kids, I want to do everything. I want to be a soccer player. I want to be a policeman. I wanted to fight human trafficking. I wanted to go to space, you know, like I just, oh man, I wanted to do literally everything. And I would change my mind on what I wanted to be when I grew up like every two days, you know, and my parents, my parents were just like, oh man, like she's going to have a hard time when she gets to, you know, her adolescence. Then she goes to college, like, I don't know what this girl's going to become. She's just a wacky ball of you know, craziness. And um, I actually discovered music in the third grade. I had a really awesome teacher. I was in and out of homeschooling. I just, I was a crazy kid. I, I was, my biggest rebellion was school. I didn't want to go and practically forced my parents to homeschool me so they wouldn't get out of bed. <laughs> I like refused to go to school. Like I kid you not, like holding on to the bedpost, didn't want to go. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Um, but I had a really good teacher in the third grade at one of the periods in which I was in public school who introduced me to music and I fell in love with it. And as I was swapping through all the different careers, I would always have music as the thing I was doing for fun. Like, like oh, you know, I'm going to totally, totally going to look into being a doctor, but I'm going to come learn this song first, you know? And it was just always music was there. <laughs> and it just kind of dawned on me, I guess, when I was, um, like, throughout my teenage years that I was, it wasn't going anywhere. Music was always going to be there. Dancing was going to be there. Singing, acting, anything that had anything to do with the performing arts was always my go-to. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to spend all my free time doing this, I might as well do this for a living. <laughs> and so right. that's what I decided to do. And I, I, I decided, I want to say I fully dedicated myself at 15. I remember that age specifically was when I was like, I'm going to be a singer, period. Case closed. We're done. Um, everything else is out the window. Um, but I struggled a lot because of human trafficking um, and that I knew that was something I wanted to fight. And so I was like, well, I can't fight human trafficking and be a singer. Like I have to pick one. I can't do both of these. And it was really, really rough on me because I didn't realize how wrong I was at the time. And so I would go back and forth between like law enforcement and human trafficking. And then maybe like, like um, maybe they'll go into the military or, you know, just like just all of these different back and forths. And I finally just accepted myself and said, hey, I'm a singer, I'm an artist, I'm going to find a way to fight human trafficking through my art. And then when I found OUR, um, and they gave me the opportunity to do that, I just bawled. Like, I kid you not, I cried Aww. for like, I, I found out who they were. Um, my sister showed me the Operation to Saint DVD, which you should totally check out. Um, it's just, it's showing them do an actual rescue. And that operation actually happened on my birthday, which was cool. So my sister said, hey, I've got something cool to show you. We'd already talked about OUR. She showed me the DVD and I realized where I, as a human being, finally fit into this fight. And um, the, rest, the rest was history. I've been able to just be a singer and fight human trafficking and it's been the perfect fit and the best way that I could be involved in this. Wow, that's so crazy. I wanna watch the DVD. It's so good. You should absolutely watch it. Now, it, do I have to order it off of the website, or is it like a downloadable video? You can. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure that you can watch it straight through the website. I'll send you a link. I'll totally send you a link. Yeah, do it. You know what's crazy? When you said that you wanted to be, you were going back and forth between wanting to be a cop and a singer. You know who you actually remind me of? Have you ever seen the show um, New Girl? I with like not. Zoe Deschanel. Uh-uh. You should watch it because there's a guy and his name is Winston. He's one of like the many roommates. 
and he decides that he so he goes i don't know lithuania or something to play like european basketball mm-hmm. and his contract is up so he comes back and they live in california and he comes back and he's one of the roommates and he decides that he wants to be a cop so he goes and he like does all this cop training and he becomes like an lapd officer wow. and his uh and his uh partner his training partner is this woman who he falls in love with and actually ends up marrying but you look so similar to her and when you said that you're like oh i wanted to be a cop all i thought of was like like your face totally went away and it was just like well now i'm gonna have to go google it when this is done and find out whose face (laughs) stole mine yeah (laughs) she's like a doppelganger i swear that's like the only thing I could think of. I was like, oh man, I'm like awesome. spacing out because all I can think of now is New Girl, but I've also been binge watching it on Netflix lately. So that's probably why it's in like the front of my mind. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never seen it. Wait, who in New Girl? You said it was the person that he marries or? Yeah, like okay. his, okay. she's a cop too, but they actually end up falling in love and getting married. So, okay, cool. but <laughs> When I go to IMDb later, I want to make sure I'm looking at the right person. <laughs> yeah. Be like, oh my gosh. I... Make sure you're not super crazy. Just like find the first girl, it's the wrong girl. Whoa, I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. No, it's like, that's just like, I don't know why, but like that just popped in my head. And there's this, um, there's this scene in the beginning when Winston first becomes a cop and and she was like super mean to him in the beginning uh-huh. because she like I guess she fell in love with like her previous part like police partner. Okay. And it was like this whole messy thing and that's how she was well, clearly she's got a type. Mm. Right. Police like I like whoever's sitting in the car next to me, you know. <laughs> thing for men in uniform but uh yeah so she was like super mean to him in the beginning and when you said that you wanted to be a cop it was like all I thought of was that scene of him like trying to get to know her and because he was like really irritated that she was kind of like giving him the cold shoulder so so he was like trying to be all nice and get to know her and he's like asking her questions and she's all annoyed but all I could think of was like that scene and I'm like oh my god I just like zoned out and like thought about New Girl for a second. Amazing. (laughs) So besides our rescue and music, what else do you do? Do you have a confession? So this is really funny because this is actually the second podcast in a row that this has happened to me on. (laughs) <laughs> and I I had no idea last time. I was like, I don't know what to say. And then this time I actually have, I mean, I feel like I'm so lame because on the one hand, I'm like such an open book. Like right. I have like no embarrassment factor just about. <laughs> and I just tell people things. So then when the time comes, I'm like, wait, what happened? I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone knows all the wacky things about me. But so my <laughs> sister-in-law had a baby. Um just a couple days ago and he is so cute and he is so sweet I have to tell you how dumb I am because I am old enough to know better but they said that she was she was getting induced okay so she's gonna have an induced labor situation and I 
don't ask me why. I legit thought that if you go in for an induced labor, that it was kind of like pushing a button. You know, they just they induce your labor, and an hour later you have a baby. I didn't realize <laughs> that this was like could be like an all night thing. And so I'm like all getting ready to go, and I'm all excited, and I'm like, yay! In a couple hours we're gonna have a baby, and it's gonna be amazing. And so I get in the car, we drive over there, and my little sister's like, "Are you sure you want to come? Like you have so much going on, and like." You know, you like, I know you're super busy this weekend. And I was like, no, 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 no. I totally want to be there when the baby's born. I'm down. And she kept checking with me. I was like, why does she keep checking with me? Like, what is this? Like, why is she so concerned about me coming to see the, you know, coming to the hospital? And so we get there. My brother, my brother comes and we're all excited and we go to the hospital and whatever. And then he's got a pillow and a blanket. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why do you have a pillow and a blanket? And he's like, well, we're probably going to be here all night. I was like, what do you mean we're going to be here all night? Like, I didn't take anything to do, nothing. And he was like, um, <laughs> didn't you know that, like, when, when they induce the labor, like, it can take a while? And I was like, hold up, hold up. I didn't sign up for this. And so, you know, we're there all night, all morning. It's like a 12-hour process. And I'm sitting there, like, I have no pillow. I have no blanket. I don't have anything to keep me comfortable. <laughs> and I'm just, like, on this rocking chair, super miserable. There's a tiny little couch in the, in the delivery room that I end up sleeping on with my little sister. We're like spooning all night because we barely fit on this couch. And <laughs> it was the stupidest, funniest thing. And maybe this is kind of a lame story, but, but I somehow managed to make it to 27 years old and didn't know that induced labor wasn't a magical thing that just pops out a baby. <laughs> and girl, let me tell you, I paid for it because my back was hurting so bad when that night was over. Oh, and man. I got super behind on all of the tasks that I had to do. And my sister was like, wait, you didn't know that? And so we're in the delivery room. And I'm like, wait, how is this going to take 12 hours? And everyone's looking at me like the biggest idiot. And they're like, Crystal, you didn't know that it takes a while? Like, you thought the baby was just going to come out? And I was like, yes. Yes, I did. I thought the baby was just going to come out, OK? Anyway, <laughs> um, that's my confession. So it's like the lamest story ever. But I just felt, I don't want to say that I felt dumb. Because that would be an understatement. <laughs> I felt more than dumb. I was like, how does anyone make it to 27 being a female herself and not know how induced how babies work? I mean, come on. I had no idea. So it was yeah, induced labor is the worst. I was actually induced with my son, and it was crazy. It I was in labor for like I think it was a little over 26 hours. Oh my gosh. That's all, it's wow. all, it was a long time. I'm glad I wasn't going to yours because I would have missed <laughs> all my appointments. I would have definitely stayed and just felt, even, I would have had to feel dumb for twice as long. That would have been <laughs> And yet the baby oh comes out and he weighs seven pounds and 11 ounces. And he's Aww. so adorable. And I just looked at him and I was like, you're a little gas station baby. Just your little 7-Eleven baby. And he's going to have no idea why I call him gas station for the first three years of his life. But he'll figure it out. Why do you call him gas station? He's a 7-Eleven baby. Oh, because he's 7 pounds, 11 ounces? Yeah. <laughs> I did not catch on to that. Okay, that could be my confession. I was um, going to say, I have to do it. If I have to have an embarrassing like moment, you can have one too. There you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so my confession, and this is um, one of those awkward public moments so oh, I'm, I'm invested. I'm. 
So uh, I used to work in an office downtown. So it was actually right across the street from the really big, um, the LDS big church or temple or whatever downtown, the one in Salt Lake City. And my building was right across the street from that. So I was going up and I was going into the elevator because it's like a sky rise building or whatever it is. And there's this woman who comes up behind me and she is wearing like a classic hooker outfit. Not oh. kidding. So it is like a, a beige trench coat, super, super, super high heeled boots okay. and like a like almost like a duffel bag that she's carrying. Wow. So I'm like, oh my God, this woman is a hooker if I've ever seen one. And, <laughs> and so, okay, I get out of the elevator and I go in. And the first thing I do is tell like my best friend at work that I just saw a hooker. And I'm like, this is crazy. I think I just saw a hooker, a real life hooker. And she's like, what are you talking about? So we go over to where like not a lot of people are because I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want anybody to hear this conversation we're having uh-huh so we go to like the other side of the office where like we had like an underwriting department but they all worked from home mostly so like there are desks were like never full there's never anybody yeah. over there so we went over there and i was like dude i saw a hooker she's wearing hooker boots and a trench coat i bet she's naked underneath the trench oh. coat because that's what happens in every movie you know like if you're wearing you know like you're gonna surprise your husband or whatever in the movie and they're always wearing a trench coat you know mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, man, I totally saw a hooker. And she's like, oh, maybe we should go ride the elevator. Maybe we should see where she went. She was on the other side of the office. She heard us talking about her. <laughs> and she wasn't no. a hooker. She worked on the other side of the office from me, and I never met her before. <laughs> I am hurting for you right now. I am sharing your pain. I am experiencing this moment. Wow. And, oh my gosh. And she did have a sweater on underneath her trench coat. <laughs> oh man, I feel like a tightness in my chest. Like what is this feeling? Oh my gosh, that is so embarrassing. Does she like hate, she, like, hate you after that? I have no idea. Did you I ever see her like, again? Oh, you didn't see her again? No. Oh, well, thank goodness. Oh, I don't man. know if she was like visiting the office because we had visitors in and out all the time or if she like worked on the other side and I just didn't know her because she was in like another department. <laughs> Girl, heaven smiled on you. What if she had been there all the time? Like what if I she had been like a regular employee? I don't know. Oh my gosh. Yikes. Yeah, so <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know what induced labor was and you didn't know what a hooker was. So I guess we're kind of even. <laughs> I was so this one time I I was traveling for a summer and I have like a layover in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And so I was I took a bus from where I was down south to the um Atlanta airport mm -hmm. so I could get on a plane. And at the bus station, we're in the bus and we're like driving and we're almost there, we're like three minutes away. There's this guy, we're at a red light riding the bus and we're at a red light and there's this guy standing on the corner wearing like a purple suit has a cane has like alligator shoes totally cliche and 
I'm like, oh my gosh, that is a pimp for sure. Like, oh please? my gosh. Okay. Hundred percent story. I'm wow. I'm listening. In the middle of like the wrong side of the tracks, downtown Atlanta. I swear. And so <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, look at that guy. And there's like somebody I know sitting next to me. And I was like, oh my God, look at that guy. And they're like, what about it? And I'm like, that guy's totally a pimp. And they laugh, shrug it off and like go on with riding their bus. And I'm like, how are you just going to shrug that off? That guy should be arrested. He should go to jail. And, <laughs> oh my and they're like, oh my gosh. So... I, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, I've never seen like a real life pimp before. Like he is real life, no joke, cliche, straight out of a movie. And then everybody is just like laughing. And I'm like, why are you laughing at me? And I realized that it's like the end of our season. So it's like two weeks before Halloween. And I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot that it was October because I'm down South and it's still hot as like a volcano so <laughs> i like was yeah so maybe he was dressed up for halloween or maybe he wasn't and he should go to jail but <laughs> but you never found out but i never found out because i didn't know him well, <laughs> luckily gosh. i never and found it didn't out work in your office it sounds like he wasn't dating the lady in the trench coat which i mean would have been a likely theory i was kind of hoping for it I was kind of like hoping to hear that like he also worked in your office, but I guess he didn't. <laughs> no, he's on the other side of the country. Other side here. That's true. That's true. I may have missed that part, but <laughs> yeah, he was like downtown. It was downtown Atlanta and Georgia. Well, hey, we need people like you. We need people ready to throw the wrong people in jail. <laughs> and by the wrong, I mean people that are in the wrong. We don't want to throw the wrong people in jail. But we just, you know, the people doing wrong, the pimps, we need them in jail. And, and you got our back. You are on our mission. <laughs> right? You have your eyes peeled. I felt like the that confession was appropriate because I am like, no, that guy needs to go to jail. <laughs> You're like, this one belongs behind bars. All the bars. <laughs> Unless he's in a Halloween costume, then I'm sorry. Okay, well, yeah, then that's like forgiven, but... Okay, so maybe this summer wasn't the summer my body was bikini ready, but that's not going to discourage me from trying to keep up my motivation and accomplish my health and fitness goals. A few things I love when I'm out there flexing my mom bod are my no-lace Puma trainers, a good Whitney Simmons workout routine, go follow her on IG if you're not already, and of course my Zaya Activewear. Zaya Active is a Utah-based premium active lifestyle brand, however, without the premium price tag. Though I may be skimping on my portions these days, the people over at Zaya Active are definitely not skimping on their quality. The light and tight leggings are ideal for any mom who's out there moving in a grooving with sweat wicking, moisture control, breathable, squat proof, anti-odor, and compressive materials. Nothing beats Zaya Active. I feel instantly slimmer when I put on my light and tights, and the best part is they don't budge during my workouts or even busy days. So no tugging or wiggling or pulling them up. Zaya has something for the whole family with the growing and popular men's collection and new kids items. So go get cozy and shop the fall into fitness event at 
myzaya.com backslash emadon for a chance to win a pair of leggings. If you are interested in signing up to become a Zaya Active Rep, either for the 25% discount or as a side hustle, go ahead and email mommywinespodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go ahead and shoot me a message on Instagram at Emma underscore Dawn. Yeah, I don't know. I never found out. It's Now it's bugging me because I wonder if he was real or if he was just dressing up because it was very cliche. Like, mm. it was like a purple suit and everything. So, I don't know. I don't know either. I didn't see him. I'm kind of wishing I had. <laughs> <laughs> it, too bad it was like years ago because I'm pretty sure These I tried to take, might a have picture. Liked, take a picture. Yeah. Right. But my phone years ago years ago I think this was like 2013 so I don't know it probably wasn't a good picture but yeah <laughs> I don't know it was crazy oh my goodness 2013 was like six years ago I know isn't that How nuts? Is that even possible I have no idea I, I just like that. I was just thinking about that and I'm like it was years and years and years ago and I'm like it, no it was it was 2013 and then I'm like wow it really right, that was. actually was years and years, years and years and years ago <laughs> Like, I mean, if, if years is like two years, that's like two, four, six. That's six years ago. Right. I know. Wait, how, so you said you have a son, by. right? I do, yeah. So do you have one one kid or? Yeah, just one. Just Milo. Oh, that's a cute name. <laughs> cute. How old is Milo? He's actually going to be three years old this month. <gasps> cute. Yeah. So cute. That's awesome. He said that he wants to have a construction truck birthday party. Oh, so that's I guess so cute. I feel like we <laughs> gave one of my nephews a construction truck birthday party not that long ago. Boys love just... construction trucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm just going to, I don't know what I'm going to do, but yeah, he's obsessed with trucks. And every time we're driving around, he'll be like, bus or truck or He'll be like, big truck, little truck, or like if he sees like construction equipment. So we went to the playground that's over in Copperton. I don't know. Do you know where Copperton is? I don't actually. It's like this teeny, 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 like tucked away town over um, in the mountains of the, on the west side of Salt Lake. Okay, sure. Yeah. And they have a playground there and it's like a teeny, tiny, tucked away town. So it's nice that they have like this big park because there's a no traffic and stuff like you get everywhere else. Yeah. So I like to take him over there and there's like a big mine over there. So mm. we're driving and the, the mine has this big giant like parking lot where they, right. where they store um, like extra trucks and machines and like dirt diggers and bulldozers and whatever else. Um, and we were driving by and he about had a heart attack in the backseat of the car. Cause <laughs> he's like, oh my gosh, mom, look at it, it's like a truck factory. Oh, <laughs> like, that's so cute. He was obsessed and he like me, so I pulled over and we get out and he like runs up to the fence and he's like, wow, look. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, I see them, they're right there. That's so adorable. <laughs> he was, yeah, he is obsessed. Does he ever watch Mighty Machines? He does. My nephews are obsessed with Mighty Machines. It's they love it. 
there's a couple cartoons that like he watches that I think are super dumb, but there's a couple that I really, really love. He likes Mighty Machines, and there's another one. It's like Chuck and Friends, and it's like this little, uh, what is he, like a dump truck, I think? And his name is Chuck, and Chuck the Truck. And then he has, like, friends, and one's, like, a monster truck, and one's, like, a bulldozer, and they're just, like, so cute. Those two I will watch all the time. I've even put him down for a nap and went back downstairs and, like, continued watching them. And you finished it. It's, like, a half hour later, and I'm, like, wait, why am I still watching this? He's not (laughs) even here anymore. (laughs) That's so cute. Share with everybody where they can find you and find Operation Underground Railroad. So you can find me on all the social media platforms. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, my name is Crystal Lies, and if you, but my Instagram tag is Crystal Queek. So Q-U-I-Q, Crystal Queek. Um, and that's the easiest way to find me. I've got all of my links everywhere else. Uh, my links to everything else is on my Instagram. I always send people to my Instagram first. It's kind of my hub. It's my favorite <laughs> place to be is my Instagram. So just at Crystal Queek. And then for Operation Underground Railroad, you can find them at um, ourrescue.org, ourrescue.org. <laughs> Say that six times fast. Right, um, that's a mouthful. Yeah, O-U-R, rescue.org. And um, there's a million and one ways to help there. And you can always reach out to me. You can reach out to any of the reps. Um, use their contact form if you want to get involved and you're not sure how to help or how to utilize your talents as an individual. Um, you know, you can always do a monthly donation. If you can't do a monthly donation and you really, really want to do uh, something else, there's, there's room for everybody. There's room for absolutely everybody in this fight, and we'll get you situated. Well, we are going to have to meet up, and maybe I can get involved, because I have been dying to start up Mommy Wines TV, which is kind of like a video version of behind the scenes and the experiences and everything that I do through the podcast. So, yeah, we will have to stay in touch and maybe get involved in one of the local events. I don't know if I'm going to be going across the world or nothing, but (laughs) any way I can help out here in Salt Lake, I am totally down and available to do. Awesome. That would be amazing. Well, I think that's it. Thank you so much for being on my show today. Yeah, no. It's been a minute since I've podcasted and I this is like the first time I've done like a podcast over Skype. I've done like work things over Skype with the (laughs) recording, but I've never done like an actual podcast. So I'm really interested to see how this is gonna turn out because I have so many people scheduled and booked on my calendar that are not in Utah that Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, I really need to just like rip the band-aid off and figure out how it works so I'm excited. <laughs> well i'm excited for you and absolutely stay in touch yes well thanks for being my guest today <laughs> you are so welcome thank you for having me if you enjoyed this episode and want to listen to more podcasts brought to you by the mommy wines network go check out themommywines.com and make sure to subscribe to our email newsletter More projects are coming soon, and by subscribing, you'll be the first to know when they are released. Did you know that we have a Facebook group? Head over to Facebook and join for fun contests, giveaways, special deals, events, and more. A special thanks to our sponsors, Coffee Over Cardio and Anchor. Don't forget to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 
Until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.